All right, morning show with Anthony here on 92.9 and 96.9 EHM. Uh, super excited to be joined by Jeff Rains from Galactic. Got a new record coming out, and uh, he's on with us right now. Jeff, welcome to the morning show with Anthony. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Listen, um, we were about to put this interview together a couple of minutes ago, and you gave me an excuse that I have never heard before in my entire life, which was my dad's about to be on MSNBC, and I double-checked, and you weren't lying. Uh, no, no, I just watched him. He's a journalist. He works in the New York Times for 30 years or something, uh, my, my whole you know, adolescent childhood. And uh, so he now goes on various uh, shows as like a pundit. There it was. It was really awesome, though. You're like, yeah, yeah, my dad's on MSNBC. I'm like, I've, I've never, nobody's ever given me that excuse before. Most people's dads I know, like, got arrested for loan sharking. It's just a different world we come from, Jeff. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he actually knew Roger Stone during the Reagan administration when he was a journalist at the White House. So that that's kind of why they had him on tonight. Ah, Stone's obviously been in the news today. Well, listen, I don't want to cause any problems amongst the family members, but you have this huge tour. You have this new record. I mean, what the hell? He couldn't put in a little plug for you guys? It was just a little mention here and there? I know. I kind of I kind of said the same thing. But no, <laughs> I, I guess it wasn't an option for him. <laughs> <laughs> Still, you work in a way to, you know, I know it's Roger Stone in politics, but, you know, you tell people to relax. You know what's a good way to relax? My son's band, Galactic. They're fabulous. New records out coming uh, February 8th. You know, that's uh, how easy is it? I mean, you know what? After this call, I want you to give me your dad's number. I'm going to talk to him. Okay, you got it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I'm, I don't want you having any family squabbles. I'm going to set your dad straight. No problem. So that's what I'm, that's what I could do for you. Excellent. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll get that number to you. <laughs> but yeah, we're very excited about this tour. We're going on. Um, you know, we've been doing rehearsals here, and we've got a whole new light package, and we've got a new record, and everything's kind of, uh, you know, kind of, kind of working out in, in the galactic world uh, currently. Well, first um, so yeah, of all, we're excited. We're excited for the tour. Yeah, let me start here. First of all, thank you for Hey Na Na, because that's one of the greatest songs ever written of all time. Oh, thank you. That is it. That is definitely in the set. We were just rehearsing it yesterday with a, a whole new light package, like I said. So we're, we're pretty excited about, um, you know, how this tour is evolving. Well, tell me about the record, because Already Ready Already, which, by the way, you clearly weren't thinking of us, you know, simple-minded disc jockeys when you named this record. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, it's a bit of a tongue twister. It's a, I, I realize. Yeah. It's tough for us, man. It's tough for us. Um, but, um, yeah, November, uh, excuse me, November, you announced the record February 8th. It's out. Uh, give me the, give me the genesis of this. It's been, uh, you know, three, four years since you guys put out a record. Uh, why now is it just the songs kind of came together or was it just time to, you know, put it together? What, give me the genesis of the new album. Well, you know, we always, you know, we have a, a sort of private studio here, here in New Orleans. And so we're always kind of like, you know, working on the next record. So it's been about two or three years that we've been actually working on this one. And um, so, you know, the songs have sort of evolved. You know, there's like, there's probably, you know, there's a lot. We have a second record already sort of ready to go in about a year and a half, probably, or a year. Um, but so anyway, um uh, this, this album, you know, we're super excited about, and um, there's, you know, various guest artists, um, most of which are from New Orleans, um, and it's it's kind of a wild ride, you know. We're going to be performing, you know, the meat of it um, on this tour, you know. We've been in rehearsals, like we've probably rehearsed more for this tour than any any other tour in the history of the band, you know, really. Um, 
and uh, the album the album sounds great, and we're super proud of it. We're, re- we're releasing it on our own um, label, and for the first time. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's sort of exciting times for the band for sure. Why the extended rehearsal? Is it that you know new lighting and everything, or is it just the songs a little bit more complex? Yeah, we you know we we're t- looking at this tour sort of as a departure. We're trying to like you know bring a new, whole new look to the stage and and you know bring out some of the older tunes from our you know catalog and kind of remix them. If if you get you know kind of what I'm saying, um, so you know we're sort of re-approaching some of our older material and um, and you know trying to make a you know a very like sharp, interesting show. Uh, Jeff is with us from Galactic. We're talking about the new record already, ready already, which is out February eighth. Uh, the band is at Brooklyn Steel on February 9th, galacticfunk.com for more information on uh, dates and the and the release. Y- you said mix it up. You guys put out a mixtape with some of your old material and some of your new material. Um, tell me about that and your process of releasing material because I'm fascinated by the music business, Jeff. And, you know, I look at Vampire Weekend and what they're doing right now. They're putting out like two tracks every couple of weeks until their whole album is out. You guys have three singles out already off of this new uh, record. Um, so give me a little bit of a, a, a backing on the thought process of you guys putting out these singles, putting out that mixtape. I mean, is this basically how you how any band has to put out material now in 2019? Well, so the mixtape was like done by um, a good friend of ours, who's uh, DJ Quickie Mart. And so we were very intrigued by kind of his approach. Like we kind of gave him all the Pro Tools files and stems, we call them. Um, and so he was able to take like, you know, all the galactic records and sort of make this, you know, sort of just very interesting, um, collage of, you know, our sort of album history. And so, you know, we're actually playing some of the material off the mixtape, mixtape as it was, and sort of using some, some of the ideas that this DJ had as sort of a springboard to, to bring to this live concert, you know, so you know, we're not like, we're, we're trying to not stop between songs. You know, it's sort of more of like a, um, an approach that was inspired by this mixtape really. Um, but you know, and, and also playing a lot of new material so that, you know, this set is sort of special to us because we're really playing maybe one or two songs written by other people. It's pretty much an all galactic affair, you know? Um, and we're, like I said, we're trying to highlight some of, you know, what we think were our better instrumental songs over the years and vocal songs. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's, it's a spectacular set. We're super proud of it and can't wait to, to play it in New York. Um, I know, uh, Erica is going out on tour with you. Uh, Erica falls. Is she going to be, is she prominent throughout the whole entire show? I mean, outside of the instrumentals? Oh, absolutely. Yes. She's, she's definitely, definitely, uh, a central point in, in the whole show, you know, and, you know, as galactic sets in the past, we're sort of bringing her, bringing her on for like three or four songs with like little mini sets and then doing some instrumental stuff and doing some like new Orleans brass tunes, you know, you know, the show is not like a great departure musically, but we're just trying to make a more cohesive nonstop sort of two hour, you know, set. Um, And it's, it's really come together quite well. We're, we're, uh, we're excited to, to, to bring it, you know, I mean, I get the direction. I'm curious as to why. Was there something from the past couple of tours that made you guys want to go in this different direction? 
Well, you know, we, we've been touring for a long time. And so, you know, trying to sort of, you know, step up our game slightly at this point, you know, became kind of important. And with releasing an album and doing, you know, an album tour for the first time in like three years, I guess, um, you know, we just, we wanted to bring something a little different in terms of like visually as well as, um, you know, how the set's arranged and what the material is and stuff. Uh, I remember when you guys uh, played Red Rocks for the first time, uh, I, like I saw and heard some interviews and like, you guys were so proud and rightfully so that that venue is like, it's a milestone for a lot of artists when they're finally able to get there and play that venue. Um, but my question to you is, you know, thinking about Red Rocks, thinking about Jazz Fest, because everybody says New Orleans is such a special place to play. But at the same time, you know, I've interviewed artists a lot and they all tell me sometimes it's really tough to play at home. So like when I look at your run for this summer, you're at Jazz Fest, you're at Red Rocks. Is it tough to like play at home? Do you look forward to Jazz Fest? Is Red Rocks like the the gem? Not that I know you're looking forward to Brooklyn Steel. You know, I'm not. You know, I don't want to take away from people that are coming to see your show here. But I'm just saying, like, when you look at this tour and you look at Red Rocks versus playing like Jazz Fest at home, which one of those two is like a little bit tougher? Which one do you guys have to like get up for a little bit more? Well, you know, Red Rocks is always like just you know, it's such a spectacular place to play music visually you know it's just it's a really it's wild you know to look up at the uh from the stage it's just a very special thing obviously but you know jazz fest is where you know our heart is i would say you know just because it's you know over the years the jazz fest has been so cool to us and they always give us just amazing slots you know this is where we're second to headliner for for dave matthews and uh you know in your home you know and your family's there and it's it's a very special show for us you know um, definitely jazz fest. I think we've done it like, I don't know, this will be like our 20th year doing it or something. And, uh, so it's a, that, that's always like a highlight of our year for sure. It's I mean, a, Red Rocks as well, but you know, jazz fest, is, you know, good fun. That's the one. So you prefer the home. Cause I mean, a lot of artists will be like, you know what? It's, it does get a little tough to play the home show because everybody wants tickets. You know, who's running around with the kids? Your aunt needs to be picked up. Like there's all this other stuff going on when you go to play at home, but you don't find that. Yeah, well, well, like I said, Jazz Fest is always a bit of a, you know, it's a great day. I think we all look forward to, you know, it's just fun um, doing that one for sure. We were talking about it here at EHM and, uh, you know, because we're we're massively obsessing over Woodstock this year and the 50th anniversary and what that's going to look like. And, um, you know, we were talking about how, uh, you know, the world has changed so much with Coachella and Bonnaroo and all these big, huge festivals that like Woodstock to Mark 50 has really got to knock it out of the park. And the day Jazz Fest announced their lineup, I'm like, that's the one, like, that's the one you have to top. Like that lineup this year at Jazz Fest, the Stones, Dave Matthews, you, I mean, it's sick. It's sick how big that lineup is. Isn't it? I know. It's great. I don't know how Woodstock's going to top it, but they have to. I don't know what they're going to do though. I know Jazz Fest really killed it this year. I thought as well. I mean, knocked it like out they, of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. And, y- you know, it's very hard to book these festivals. Like, you know, because there's, you know, there's a finite amount of, like, super bands these days, I guess. But, man, they, they killed it. I agree. Yeah. How, I mean, you guys you guys do a fair amount of festivals. I mean, there's not too many. I'm, I'm looking at your thing. There's not too many on your 
a lot of these are your shows, not necessarily festivals. Different audience though, right? Because a lot of people come to see you, but a lot of that is people who are there to see other bands too. I mean, do you guys change your sets up when you do the, the festival crowds versus your own show? Well, yes, definitely. Like the show that we're going to be bringing, you know, up the East Coast um, next week, it's going to be different than our festival set. You know, generally, you know, we'll sort of, you know, dial in a, a summer festival set. That you, it will be a little different. You know, we're doing like a lot of medleys of like the hits off various records that we've done over the 20 years. Mm. So we've got a couple of new, new ones of those. And we, we try to like bring something different every summer, you know, so you're not just like seeing the same stuff too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we definitely try to like put in some new cover, cover songs or, you know, bring up some songs that we haven't been playing for the last 10 years, you know? So there is, there, we put a lot of thought into that part of the show, you know? So this summer, you know, we will be playing different stuff than we're going to be playing um, in this winter tour that we're about to do. Do you guys ever like, do you ever stop and pinch yourself and go, Jesus, if, if somebody would have told me I would have started a, you know, New Orleans funk band 20 plus years ago with virtually no lead singer and all this and playing instrumentals and still be here doing it successfully all these years later. I mean, it, it's kind of like a crazy story how you guys have been able to dictate this music business on your own terms and be as successful as you are. Well, yeah, we feel very fortunate, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of that is this, the fact that, you know, in our band, like we're like best friends, you know, <laughs> like we hang out when we're in town quite a bit, you know? And so, uh, you know, I think, I think we've just been very lucky to have, you know, we're like five guys that actually are, you know, have a good time. And, um, we call it art by democracy. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are the band that gets along. I knew there was one of you out there. I, I was, uh, I knew I'd find you eventually. But you know, we did just buy this iconic New Orleans nightclub here called Tibetina's. And, uh, so that's been sort of like what we've been focused on in the last few months is the acquisition of this club. So now we're bar owners here in New Orleans. <laughs> so please tell your listeners to come out to my nightclub and drink as much beer as they can. I didn't know that is I've uh, now I've never been to New Orleans, but I, I'm a well well aware of things that go on down there. But that's a that's a pretty big deal that bar, no? Yeah, no, yes, we are we are club owners. <laughs> okay, whose Officially. idea? Whose idea in the band was it to buy the to buy the bar to buy the club? Well, I think you know it was like a mutual dream. Like I thought I wanted it the most, but then so this deal starts kind of evolving, and the guy that uh, previously owned the club, um. He, you know, showed interest in selling. And so, you know, it was like, it was like nine months of crazy negotiations. And we finally sort of uh, got control of it and bought it. So it was just wild, you know. Um, I think everyone in the band always wanted to own this place. You know, it's like, it's kind of our, our, our home club that we play every Mardi Gras. We play every Jazz Fest. We play every New Year's. We play every Halloween, you know, all the big holidays. And we have for years and years. So it was uh, it was super exciting to to get control of it. That's awesome. Yeah, but now who? Which happened like two months ago. You know, we we just got it. I mean, literally. But now you got to book it and you got to get the drinks ordered and everything like that, or you got a manager in there running things. Well, we're learning. You know, we, we've <laughs> kept the, the the local staff pretty much intact, and we're uh, we're kind of learning the bar business right now. You know. 
it's been really interesting. It's like, you know, I've been playing music in bars for 25 years, but I never owned a bar before. <laughs> so it's a much different, uh, different place to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's different when you're not on that stage and you got, you know, orders and bills and staff and payroll taxes. Yeah. I know we were, the first time we played there was new year's as owners and like, you know, we're doing the encore and I'm like watching the bar from the stage and I'm like, man, people are still drinking. Maybe we should add a song or two, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, Jeff is here with us uh, in Galactic, a uh, proud bar owner of Tipitina's in New Orleans. So if you're in the area, go visit. Uh, Brooklyn Steel, February 9th, uh, a day after the uh, new record, Already Ready Already, comes out. Uh, three singles available, galacticfunk.com. This is what I always wanted to ask you, uh, um, because you guys have had so many great collaborations. And, you know, I mean, from Mavis Staples to Core, like you just, you go up and down the list of everybody who knows you is well aware of it. Here's my question, Jeff, and I don't think anybody's ever asked this question and please be honest if they have, because I feel like this is a, an Anthony original here. Amidst recording, writing, you know, with some of these artists, have you guys ever, like, fallen in love with one of them so much that you maybe batted around the idea, even if it was amongst yourselves or even just maybe yourself in your own mind? Did you ever bat around the idea, like, if something was working so much like, hey, maybe we should make so-and-so a full-time member. Like, maybe we should finally change our dynamic and, and get that front person. Is that, did that ever happen? Well, yes, it did. You know, the name that pops into my head is uh, Corey Glover, the singer of um, Living Color. Yeah. Who we toured with for, like, two or three years. And he just, you know, culturally, like, in our band culture or whatever, like, we just got along. And he was such a nice guy. And he's such a killing performer and... You know, I loved, I love, I love to this day, Corey Glover, you know, he was definitely, uh, you know, close, <laughs> close to, close to, uh, you know, being in this band, you know, and I hope to one day, you know, go back out on the road with him or record with him again, you know, was it like, he's so a great guy. Was it something that you just felt or was that like actual discussion amongst the band discussion amongst the band and him? No, but I think, you know, it was just you know, that just worked, you know, when you, when you're in a band, there's this, this sort of, you know, some, some stuff works, some doesn't, you know, and with Corey in this band, you know, definitely worked. Um, so yeah, I would say Corey Glover. <laughs> have you ever had that question? Him. Have you ever gotten that question before? I don't think so. Yes. That's my goal. Every interview, got to ask a question that you've never been asked before. That's not bad, seeing that you guys have been around for over 20 friggin' years. So <laughs> let's just take a second to enjoy that. Massive, mention that to your dad. I mean, I know he's a world-class journalist and I'm a radio host, but still, I mean, that was, I was close. I got close to a world-class journalist there for a second. <laughs> um, new record. Anything else that you want? Oh, by the way, clap your hands. Jesus, what a, what a song this is already. Like, catchy as hell. Fantastic. Do you do you know like boom that's got to be a single like that's going to be one of the records that's going to put us on the map right away for this new album? You know we that that song we actually completed like a year ago or something so we've been actually playing that on the road and um and yeah it's been killing you know 
and you know when we released it it's it's sort of got it got on some spotify playlists or whatever you know but yeah we're 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 happy about that one i think it's a good one all right jeff we'll leave it there i'll let you go man i appreciate all the time sure my pleasure all right take it easy all right you too. all right there goes jeff uh reigns from galactic uh, right here on the morning show with Anthony, uh, February 9th, Brooklyn Steel for my Connecticut people. They're going to be at the warehouse on February 10th, just two days after their new record comes out. Already, ready, already, which is getting some rave reviews. I know the Galactic fans are hardcore excited about this. Clap your hands is in the EHM New Music Bin. We are absolutely loving that track right now. And uh, you can get more information on the band at galacticfunk.com. Appreciate you guys checking out the morning show with Anthony. Our thanks to Jeff Rains for getting us a little bit closer to the music right here on 92.9 and 96.9 EHM. And for those of you that are listening on the morning show vlog or podcast, thanks so much for checking out this interview. Let us know your feedback, wehm.com on the on-air tab. Click on Anthony. That's all my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. Shoot me a message. Shoot me an email, anthony at wehm.com. Let me know you heard this and that you enjoyed it. Or if you didn't enjoy it, you can let me know that as well. Either way works. Um, and uh, let us know if you want to hear some more interviews just like this and from who you would like to hear us more. And from whom you would like to hear from on those more interviews. All right. That's it for me. Morning Show Vlog. Thank you guys so much. Uh, remember to like and subscribe. Remember to share this around on social. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Morning Show with Anthony podcast. You know, we're available on all the podcasters out there. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can get the Morning Show with Anthony podcast and subscribe on whichever service you prefer to use. If you're on iTunes, make sure you guys rate and review our podcast. That helps us climb up the ranks a little bit. And of course, check out the home of the podcast. It's WEHM.com. We have a morning show vlog there as well. Tons of music news updated every single day, several times a day. And uh, lots of great contests too, especially if you live in the New York area. We give away a lot of concert tickets to some amazing shows all throughout New York City, Long Island, and New Jersey. So go to WEHM.com and make sure you guys follow us on social everywhere. You'll see my personal links. Under the on-air tab, just click on Anthony.